two of Paper Cut for December 22nd, 2021. Welcome to episode 13 of Paper Cut, the Nyack Library's podcast. Our guest today is Sharon Aperto. I'm Georgia Grandstaff. I'm Rosemary Farrell. And I'm Tracy Dunstan. And our, our episode is going to be all about music. Hi, Sharon. I have Hey, Sh- hey, Rosemary. <laughs> I'm Sharon Aperto with us for our, as our special guest for this podcast. Uh, Sharon is a longtime employee of the Nyack Library, used to head the reference department, and she was the person who hired me in 2010. Yay. Well, thank you, Sharon. That's right. <laughs> You're you got me my first job as a like was child's birth job. <laughs> um, yay, yay. Uh, this podcast is all about music, and Sharon is uniquely qualified to talk about music because of all her involvement in various music groups and scenes in the local area. Um, she is the president of the Friends of the Nyack Library, who, as a group, help sponsor or sponsor our Carnegie Concert Series. So we're going to talk about that first. She is also a board member and an active member of the Rockland County Choral Society and the Nyack Community Chorus. So welcome, Sharon. That's really great. happy to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess let's yeah, start. Yeah. And we're also going to ask Sharon for some recommendations of music and albums and songs to, um, that we can uh, check out of the library or check out on our very streaming platforms, <laughs> which is what most people do there you go. Uh, these days. So Sharon, uh, first, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about uh, your involvement with the Friends in the Carnegie Concert Series at the Nyack Library sponsors. Right. So I, I did a little homework and, and um, realized that back in June of 2015, um, the Carnegie Concert, Carnegie Classic concerts um, were uh, ceased. Um, they were having issues in terms, they were having financial issues. And so therefore the board decided that that aspect of the Carnegie concerts would no longer happen. Um, Jane Marino was the director, director at the time and, and her, her goal was actually to make it um, a more of a community um, concert going rather than being an, an exclusive um, membership um, concert group. So um, in November, um, well, and then she so she spoke to me because um, the board was looking for an organization that could share the financial um, responsibility for that. Um, so Jane and I had a conversation, and fortunately, we were you know, very much committed to because our, our goal is to promote services in the library. So um, we said, sure, you know, we, we can we can have the responsibility and, and share uh, that the monies. So um, and the rest is history. So that was in November 2015. And we've been doing it ever since, I think. Um, and the music is very diverse. So we have jazz, classical pop, as you know, uh, Coco Mama, uh, Demi Bonet. I mean, it's like really cool. Um, Sean Fleming. So I mean, we, we run the gamut. Um, and so we're very proud of that. And also that it's by donation. And, um, you know, 10 bucks is, is what we ask. But I mean, we don't turn anybody away. So I mean, I think that's wonderful. And so we've, we've had um, 
you know, a nice audience is coming. Um, I have to say that the one I'm the most proudest of is that, that you know, that from Spiritual to Soul, the musical journey. Um, I did do a grant for that from Arts Council. I didn't get the grant, but um, thanks to Jane and, um, and a lot of hard work on my part, I have to say. <laughs> we were able to get Sam Wayman and Shirley Crabb and the um, Trinity Gospel required to come and perform. And mm -hmm. I think that was our biggest audience. That was awesome. So, and besides that, we, we, the friends also um, have helped to, as you know, with, with uh, programs at the library. So uh, for the summer reading program, for example, we had the square dance person come and that was kind of neat in terms yeah, of Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> uh, right. And then mm -hmm. I, I, you know, um, for his, for Hispanic heritage, I, I had my friend Juana who who teaches young girls how to dance. Um, she's from um, the Dominican Republic, and we had that and the and the band that came and and played. That was a lovely local band, and then um, right. And so I mean, I I'm I'm very pleased that we could we could uh, help out, and then also with Tracy's um, the the African Cultural Arts Grant Black that she Black got, that, um, yeah. both the groups. Black American, I'm sorry, the BACA, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so both my groups were able to come and sing at, at, at those, uh, for those um, uh, events. So I'm, I'm really pleased and proud that, that um, I could share the wealth, you mm -hmm. know, with other organizations and, and, um, and with the library. Yeah, mm -hmm. we always, I greatly appreciate all the help that you personally have given me with programming and also the financial help the friends have been able to offer summer reading and the um, Black History Month as well. And um, right. our right. upcoming in the spring, we're going to, to have our uh, Haitian American Heritage Month uh, event that is in, right. the, in the planning work, planning stage. And then in September, we'll have our uh, Hispanic Heritage event that you are helping okay. with. So, uh, and right. also just this past uh, Saturday, yes, yes. Quentos. Carnegie Concerts for Kids um, with David Gonzalez. That's, yeah, yeah. Which the friends yeah. helped out with, which was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I, I, yes, that was great. I was a little busy. We had our, um, the Rockin' County Choral Society had their concert at the same time, or two o'clock and yeah, or three o'clock. And course. so it was, yeah. I was you know, busy. This, this, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I missed that one. Yes. <laughs> I know. This, this time of year, it's always, there's always a bunch of things going on on the weekends and especially December. And uh, but that's a great segue because we can go into talking about yeah. the Rockland County Choral Society because that was the concert right, that we had on right. Saturday. So I guess uh, what just tell that's right. a little bit about your involvement, like, you know, how you got started with that. And maybe even you can go even further back, like how you got into music in general and singing, if you want to. <laughs> um, but well, <laughs> that might be a long story. So <laughs> no, no, it's not too long. But um, right. So when I was in high school, I actually was the president of the Glee Club of um, my local high school, which was um, Catherine McCauley High School, which Ann Sullivan, who used to work in tech services, um, was also a graduate from and in Brooklyn. And uh, so that was a delight to, to realize that there was someone else that actually knew about the school I, I graduated from. But anyway, um, and, and that was great um, because it was an introduction to me uh, to Lincoln Center because as the president of that group um, and the president of the band, we were allowed to, to see 
uh, the Nutcracker and, you know, go to ballets and, and to opera. So it, it was wonderful. And, and of course, my very first um, Broadway play that I saw was Oliver. My mother took me for my 13th birthday into the city. And so the rest is history. I mean, I, <laughs> I've just basically been singing all my life. And, and love it, obviously. Um, I joined the Choral Society, I guess, uh, 15 years ago and, and, um, and really enjoy it. Um, it's, it's, you know, we, they do diverse music, a lot of classical, but um, this past one we did holiday um, carols. And then before that we did music from The Wizard of Oz and um, The Wiz and Wicked. So that was really that was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so my I, I sing alto for that group, but I have sung tenor and in the national in the Naya committee course, I there are three tenorettes. So we have three women that are singing tenor. Ta-da. And um it's it's interesting that in terms of the the um the levels, and so I have to keep adjusting my voice because tenor is a little lower than than the alto and and um, but it's either way, it's it it's fun. It's fun. So I I've enjoyed doing that and, and singing and probably will continue for a little while longer. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, and uh, so you mentioned the Nye Community Chorus. Can you tell us more about that? Mm -hmm. group? And is that's not the so, right. So Drew. No, the pop up chorus, um, that's Belinda's baby and, and they um, that's just a, a sing along. And so they organized that outside um, well, it was used to be in Casa del Sol and um, where you, people just gathered and they gave out they gave out sheets of music and then um, they have um, a keyboard player and a guitarist and and you just sang. And so that was fun. Totally different. Um, and that's another thing that, that, that I enjoy doing. The Nye Community Chorus was organized by um, Drew Pluhowski, who used to be the music director at um, Nye High School. And um, she had belonged to a women's group, but really wanted to, I think she wanted to attract really the parents of the kids that she taught over at Nyack. And um, so wanted to form um, a choral group, which I helped her with that and, and we got it going and, and we did well a couple of years and then COVID hit. And so that was kind of a bummer, but we are still singing. And as a matter of fact, on the 21st um, winter solstice evening, uh, we will be performing outside of Grace Church on the steps. So if if anybody oh, um, that's is available, excellent. I know, right? Uh, it'll be outside, so you don't have to worry about a mask or anything. Just wear your coat, um, and you know, and we will be singing um, festive songs to celebrate the winter solstice. And what time? Seven thirty <laughs> on the steps of Grace Church. Thanks. That's great. And I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was going to say that um, obviously when the library shut originally shut down um and even when we started opening up again we couldn't have the carnegie concerts for a while right uh, but we exactly. figured out uh, the friends and the administration library figured out a way to have how many live streams did we do like two or three uh, oh yeah exactly because uh, you know and it was great because my sister lives in san jose and you know i told her about it and she was able to to tap on um one of our volunteers now lives in new zealand um, and she was even able to tap into the, those those concerts, the live stream concerts. So it was, yeah, it was a joy for, I mean, we, we went global people. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the, one of the fringe benefits, if there can be any, you know, positives out of all this is that you can oh, yeah. so many more people reach, right. 
because right. of yeah. virtual, even, even though it's a little, you know, it was obviously sort of tricky to pull off, but from what I understand, right. it went really well. All the right, right, right. sound was beautiful. Yeah. Happy yeah. that, you know, it's live again because live music is Me too. something Me too. Yeah. that's, yeah. you can't, you can't get uh, much better than that. I think, especially oh, yeah. you oh, denied yeah. it for so long. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, some music that you would recommend to people or musicians or albums or anything like that? Well, as you know, so, so um, yes, I am a big David Byrne fan and um, um, right. Stop making sense is, is, you know, once in a lifetime is one of my, my favorite. Um, Annie Lennox is another, you know, I, I can't mention any albums, but I would recommend her. Um, the McGarrigal sisters um, are from Canada and they sing some beautiful um, ballads and um, in French and English. So I would recommend them. Um, Marianne Faithful, man. I mean, you know, it's just. I love her too. She's, yes, she's one yes. of a kind. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned before, Vaughn Williams does this beautiful Lark Ascending. Um, it, it has this really um, Asian uh, sound to it. And, and it's, it's so soothing. And so I would recommend if you're trying to, if you have worries or when you're trying to relax, that's a good one. Vaughn Williams, Lark Ascending. Yeah. Is that Vaughn, like V-O-N? V-A-U-G-H. Oh, Vaughn. Okay. Vaughn Williams. It's Ralph Vaughn Williams. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I get it. So I had to throw the classical piece in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. It's hard. It's very hard to just pick five. Oh, yeah. Is there five people, five musicians? Um. It's it's almost right. right. Yeah, I love Annie Lennox. I I remember during I don't know if she still does it, but during the um, when everything was pretty much locked, shut down, she right. on yeah. her Instagram I think she had all these beautiful performances right. that she put out just yes a weekly yeah. basis or on a regular basis by herself. She did piano or yeah. she, she worked with other musicians is pretty extraordinary. She did some beautiful. She stuff. also did a lot of, and, and you would enjoy this. Um, she read a lot of poetry actually, mm-hmm. which was lovely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She has a, she has a gorgeous voice. She's mm-hmm. uh, it's wild. Cause I think back when she first became famous with the Eurythmics and everyone was blown away by just the way she looked. Cause she, she obviously had that endogenous thing. Oh, yeah, and, then, and then when she yeah. opened her, her yeah. mouth, like her voice was just so powerful. And it's really, it's, Angelic, yes, it's yeah. cool. To, and she also just, as she gets older, she just keeps going just like Mary and faithful too. It's like, she's still doing. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We um, saw her in Terrytown a few years ago. She was, it was great. It's a great concert. Yeah. 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 Well, if there's anything else you want to mention before we no, just um, thank thank you to to everyone who's who's um, been involved or or attended the, the Carnegie concerts, especially. Um, um, you know, we we enjoy bringing music to the community. Um, if if anybody has recommendations of of artists they'd like to have perform, because we do actually you know invite a, a lot of local. Um, uh, artists to come. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, Angela would probably um, embrace that. Um, we, we are limiting the concerts for uh, this in 2022 because of the pandemic. So, um, you know, but we're, but it's still, you know, we're still making it live. And, and um, although I know some people are asking about doing the, um, 
the live stream and mm -hmm. and live as well. So I mean that that's another um, money issue, I think, because um, that, that's very expensive. But um, in the meantime, thank you all for for enjoying and um, looking forward to to all the other programs that that Rosemary and, and Georgia have. Um, gotten together and um what a great duo and, and thanks so much for all that you do Rose. Yeah. thanks Sharon and thank you for being our you're welcome month. I'm glad thanks thanks and happy holidays to everybody and and come come over to Grace Church on the 21st here's yep. some beautiful music <laughs> 7 30 December 21st right okay yeah thanks Grace Church okay be well now happy holidays everybody But for our part, I figured we could talk about our favorite musicals and favorite music. I put musicals because I I have weird taste in music and I basically listen to musicals. So, so I figured might as well put them together. Um, so your whole iPod is soundtracks? Is that what you're saying? Or yeah. iTunes or I, I don't know. People, I guess people don't have iPods anymore. Yeah, like the, I guess my phone is basically a soundtracks. Mm. And then a little bit of Interesting. <laughs> Um, my favorite musicals is I, I'm looking at the list. I guess I have a his, history theme because it's Ragtime, Hamilton, Six, Rent, and Les Mis. So I guess Rent even is considered historical at this point. Wait, Six is the Henry the Eighth Wives one, right? Yes. I yes. want to go see that so 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 badly. Mm -hmm. I saw like them perform the one song at the Thanksgiving Day Parade and I was absolutely in love. Have you actually gone to see it or have you just listened to the soundtrack? I haven't seen it on Broadway but I saw it when they were traveling. I saw it in Boston about maybe two years ago and it was amazing. It's so cool and it's like really like a lot of like humor, a history humor which is kind of fun like um Catherine Aragon's song is like uh Calypso Spanish kind of infused so it's like this it's it the only thing they get wrong is probably Anne, Anne Boleyn because they make her um and even the uh producers said that they regret it because they made her kind of dumber than she is because they wanted to just do a different spin but it kind of doesn't really work historically wise but mm. other than that it's really good definitely recommend it just to go over like what they're all about ragtime is um set in the guilt like the 19 hundred 1910s and it's it's kind of sad because it's kind of talking about stuff we're still talking about today it's about um like uh themes of uh, like racial justice kind of like george floyd type stuff but like in a 1900 setting with fun music and then hamilton everyone knows about but i love hamilton I don't know. um and then like we were saying six is about henry the eighth and his wives but kind of changing the focus from him to, to them and it goes through each song is telling the story of each wife. And then they have two songs at the end that's kind of all of them together. Rent is, and I also recommend Tick, Tick, Boom, which just came out um, on Netflix the other day, which is about the creator of Jonathan Larson's life. And that has Andrew Garfield in it. And I didn't think it was going to be that good, but it was, it was Lin-Manuel um, can do, I guess, no wrong, because he can direct now as well. Because that it was, that was amazing. And then Les Mis is just, I think everyone knows about Les Mis too, but that's also one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I remember seeing Rent before it was on Broadway because this is a long time ago. When was it? Probably almost 30 years. And it was, um, I think, New York Theater Workshop. That's where it was first performed. And I had, at that time, I had a job with a, a 
agent, a woman who represented playwrights and um, writers overseas, American playwrights overseas. So we used to get tickets to everything. And um, so I got to see Rent before, before it became the, the huge smash it was. Um, and it was pretty great. I'm not a huge, I'm, I like some musicals. I'm not a huge musical person. I like straight plays more, I think, in the end. But I do have some favorite musicals. West Side Story. I haven't seen the new one. It's really I good. I would like to. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very nervous about going to, to a movie theater, honestly, right now, just because of COVID. But I'm definitely going to see it. I did see that. I did watch the original was on TCM, uh, I think, over the weekend. So I watched it. And it's so great. And it was also one of the, g- growing up, my parents had the, um, the original cast recording of West Side Story. So it was something that we listened to as kids too. Related to that was also the original cast recording of The Sound of Music, both the the play and the the movie, which I probably could probably recite. (laughs) I've seen it so many times and I know every song and I torment my children by singing them and uh, in my best, Julie Andrews, <laughs> Julie Andrews uh, impersonation, which uh, they don't appreciate necessarily anymore. Uh, I love Nazi, that movie. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I love, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, like Nazis and nuns, like you just can't you can't go wrong in my book. And then continuing the Julie Andrews thing is uh, Mary Poppins, which uh, obviously became a stage. I didn't see the actual musical, but the movie is still one of probably one of my all-time favorite movies, even though everyone loves to make fun of Dick Van Dyke's um, horrible Cockney accent, but it was a huge influence. Just, it just played a big role in my, especially in my, um, when I was preteen years, saw the movie a bunch of times in the theater when they released it. My friend and I would put the album on and we would act everything out. And, and then when my kids were younger, we, um, my daughter, especially there was a period where she wanted to watch that movie all time. And I was quite happy to do so. It was, it's, it's still like, I still watch it and I still get teary. <laughs> I just love it. Um, then I was thinking, this is a, like, when I started thinking about favorite musicians, bands, et cetera, to talk about. There's just too much and <laughs> there's too many things. So I tried to hone it down a little bit. I just finished watching the other day, the, um, the Beatles documentary, uh, Get Back, Get Back by Peter Jackson. And I could understand if you're not, an, if you're not really into the Beatles, it would be tough. It's eight hours, <laughs> it's eight, three sections. Eight I hours. only made it halfway. Yeah. Um, I loved it so much. I love just seeing them as human beings interacting. They're different. Um, the different you could is interesting. You'd see the different roles they had played from the time they got together as teenagers and now they're men and you could see the fissures, you know, widening between them as they're growing out of their teenage roles and, as a, you know, any human being can relate to that, whether you're famous or not, because that happens to everybody. But I love just seeing them sort of sit around and create. And it just re, you know, reinforced the idea that to, to create anything, 
you have to have time. You have to be able to mess around, especially if you're, um, and you have to be able to communicate. And I ended up eating a lot of toast and drinking a lot of tea because there's lots of scenes where they're like, they have someone come in and bring a, a tray full of cups of tea and, and racks of toast. Like this is the life, you know, <laughs> just sit around all day. I mean, they were working and arguing with each other, but just have their tea and toast. And it was, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, Nina Simone, I couldn't pick an album of hers. Just she's tremendous. Uh, I listen to her all the time. Um, Bob Dylan, who's been a favorite of mine since I was 14 or so. Um, John Coltrane, Love Supreme. I was trying to think of albums from different genres or people from different uh, musicians from different genres. So Love Supreme and his wife, uh, Alice Coltrane, who is a harpist. And um, once he passed away, she sort of came into her own with her own albums and she became, she, she did a lot of spiritual um, music, uh, sort of chanting based on um, different Eastern religions. And she has this one album called Ecstatic, Ecstatic Music Vows Culture, which is amazing. Um, St. Vincent, I really love her stuff, especially her last album. I love David Bowie. One of my favorite albums by him is Hunky Dory. He's, he's the only time I got very upset when a famous person died was when he died. Sandy Denny, who's a British folk singer who passed away a while ago, but she's she uh, has a gorgeous voice. Sinead O'Connor. I love Sinead O'Connor. And this band called The Throwing Muses, especially their first album, was a huge um, influence on me when I was in college. But I could just, I, I, I could go on and on and on. I decided I had to stop somewhere. And books uh, we have in the library and John um, Ballard who orders our music books is really into this series. It's called 33 and a Third. And they're sort of these smallish books. Each book focuses on a particular album and it's all different genres, um, except maybe classical. I don't know if there's any classical in there. But, and each book is written by a different person. So some of them are more straight criticism of, of the music. Some are more almost like novels inspired by the music. They're, some of them are better than others. And, but you can find, especially if it's an album that you really love, they're, they're really fun to read. And, um, and I love the fact that they're, some of the people who wrote them are, you know, not, famous quote unquote rock critics is just sort of if the spirit moves them and they could or they could convince the publisher that they were the right person to write about this album uh, they got to do it and they're they're very entertaining and also very short so they're quick reads uh, Viv Albertine who is, is a British musician who was in this band called the Slits that is a famous punk band she has a couple of memoirs that I just adored about her time in the band and then her time as a as a middle-aged woman dealing with middle-aged women's stuff like having a daughter failed marriage dealing with her mom's passing away just and she's a wonderful writer uh, just kids by patty smith which we talked about in our memoir podcast it's you can't beat that for not only finding out more about patty smith but about new york in the late 60s through the end of the 70s and then there's another New York book that's not nearly as well known. It's called Love Goes to Buildings on Fire, which is a quote from, um, or it's a Talking Heads 
name of a Talking Heads song by Will Hermes. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It's all about music, music in um, New York City, sort of during the seven late sixties through the seventies. But he focuses. It's not just about the you know the CBGB's punk scene. It's about the Latin development of Latin music and uh, classical music. John Cage, the Velvet Underground, and all this, um, and Laurie Anderson, and just all these different genres. And it's a great way to learn about the history of the city by reading about the music made during that time. It's really good. And I know we have a copy because I think I bought it, <laughs> but it's definitely in the system. Um, yeah, so I'll shut up now and let Georgia talk. Um, so I recently got Apple music, so I don't do this anymore, but what I used to do and what I really like about the library is I used to preview albums on Hoopla before I would buy them on iTunes. Um, so just shout out to anyone who's listening. You can do that. You can download Hoopla or go on the website and you can borrow CDs for free. Um, but I don't have to do that anymore. So I guess that's fine. Uh, but the library also has CDs, which sometimes I will still take out because I do have a CD player in my car. Uh, I got rid of my record player, but we also do have some records. We don't have that big of a collection, probably because they don't get checked out very often. So we don't really order them, but um, we do have records. So uh, I'll talk about my favorite musicals. Uh, I love Dreamgirls. I don't know if anyone's ever seen it on Broadway or the movie. I watch it probably at least once a week. Uh, I'm a big Beyonce fan. And if you don't cry while watching Jennifer Hudson sing And I Am Telling You, you're insane. Um, yeah. Uh, I love Grease. Obviously, Grease is so much fun. Danny Zuko is like my biggest crush of all time. Uh, jo young John Travolta, like, yes, of course. Um, I also, I don't know if I'd call this a musical, but it's a movie with music in it. I don't know if anyone ever has heard of the movie Burlesque. It's kind of embarrassing that I like this movie, but it's, I do. That one with Cher? Yes. So it's Christina Aguilera, oh, yeah. Cher, uh, Stanley Tucci is in it. Uh, the dad from the OC is in it. Kristen Bell is in it. Um, Julian Huff is in it. It has a really good cast, but I, I would definitely call it like a B or a C movie. Uh, but the music in it is really fun. If you like burlesque dancing, um, it's a it's a good one. So as far as my uh, favorite music goes, I can't really sit here. I'm not going to list everything that I love, partially because a lot of what I like, I would consider to be kind of embarrassing. I will tell you what my three favorite albums that came out this year are. And I cannot stop listening to them. Uh, this first one, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to say this, Tracy. So just, okay. So it's the new Jasmine Sullivan album. And the name of the album is called Ho Tales. It's spelled E-H-E-A-U. Okay. Tales. Uh, it's like an R&B album. Um, so that I like cannot stop listening to. She's touring soon, but I can't go see her because I can't afford it. And it sold out within five minutes. The other album I've been listening to a lot this year is the new James Blake album, which is called Friends That Break Your Heart. He's kind of like an alternative R&B artist, I would say. He has a lot of really great uh, features on his new album with other artists that I really like. And the last one is uh, this artist named Yola. Uh, I just kind of learned about her last year. I really liked her album that came out last year. 
Um, I think it was nominated for album of the year, a, a Grammy for album of the year. And her new album is called Stand For Myself. I would categorize her as like a soul country rock artist. She has a really great soulful booming voice. I really love her. If you only listen to one thing from her, I would suggest to download her cover of Elton John's uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road because it is so, so good. I mean, that song is good on its own, but she does a really great cover of it. Um, so those are the three albums that I cannot stop listening to this year. The other thing I want to mention, um, I wouldn't call this a musical, but one of my favorite movies about a musician is the movie about Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. It's called Love and Mercy. Um, it's really good. Uh, he's played, Paul Dano plays him when he is younger and John Cusick plays him as an adult. If you really, it's a basically, I mean, it's about his life and the Beach Boys in general, but it's also about his process of making and writing the music for Pet Sounds, which is a great classic album. Uh, Paul Giamatti is in, Elizabeth Banks is in it. That was a really, really good, uh, a good movie. So if you're a Beach Boys fan, you would definitely, definitely like that. Those are my suggestions. I feel like I just talked really fast. <laughs> no, you did not. Okay. I was saying the same thing about myself, but I love that Beach Boys uh, movie. It, yeah, it was good. It, because I love Pet Sounds and I love a lot of the early Beach Boys. There's a great box set of all these outtakes from that period that I was obsessed with for a while and I still love to listen to. And I thought they did, that movie did such a great job It's in a different way than the Beatles get back because that was sort of drawn out, but showing the process of making music in, in a studio and the you wouldn't think they could make it as thrilling as they did, but it was it was just extraordinary. The scenes of him putting it together and coming up with all the different bits and pieces of Pet Sounds, and especially by him without the rest of the band who went on tour without him because he was starting to you know have mental health issues. But he was a, I mean, he still is, but he's such a genius at. Uh, arranging music and producing music. And he had all these session people that he was in charge with of um, it's, it's a great movie. It's really extraordinary. And I thought the acting was really wonderful too. I like Paul. I like Paul in general, but um, yeah, he's always fabulous. Everything is great. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it made me remember why I love all those songs to watch the process. I mean, there's there's this one scene where he's playing for his father, who was a terrible human being, but he's playing the beginnings of uh, God Only Knows, which to me is like, we should have an episode about this. But to me, that is like the best love song of all time. I mean, for me, it's my number one. So that that was really cool. And I, maybe that's why I love that movie. But yeah, that was a that was a good one. Thank you for my about Greece. <laughs> that was a <laughs> huge pivot, like huge influence uh, on my like 11, 12. When it came out, I think I was, I think I was 11. I cannot count how many times I've seen that movie and uh, Rizzo forever. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Rizzo is the best. As I got older, especially when I see, I watched it with my daughter not too long ago because it mm-hmm. just happened to be on. And it's like Rizzo is she is it in the movie. And of course, John, the young John Travolta is just, who is sexier than that guy in that movie? He's just perfection. No one, no one. <laughs> on 
I don't know. I mean, you know, he got older. He got a little, a little weirder, but you know, that happens. But yeah, Rizzo, I love her character. And when I was a little kid, I remember I used to skip over two songs in that movie. I would skip over Olivia Newton-John singing Hopelessly Devoted to You. I thought it was so boring. And I would skip over Rizzo singing There Are Worse Things I Could Do. And it's funny because now as an adult, I mean, I listen to those songs. They're on like my replay list. I love those songs. And they do, they do, you know, it's so great. It's so funny how your, you know, how your perspective oh, yeah. changes. You yeah. start to appreciate, which also reminds me of another great album from that period involving John Trolter, which was um, Saturday Night Fever, which was huge. And I still, I love listening to to that album. And that movie is fantastic. It It's really just a wonderful movie not just you get to see him dance but new york in the 70s it's it's hard to beat that and the white suit and i am gonna download that album right now you're right that was such a good soundtrack oh man you're right thank you for reminding me of that never gets old (laughs) especially staying alive that song is just genius there reminds me one last thing I don't know if anyone watched, I think, I think it was on Netflix. There was a great documentary about the Bee Gees. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. It might be HBO. Cause I, I started watching it the other day and then I had to pause it. And now thanks for saying that because I want to go back and watch it. I, I, I forget what it's called. It was, it was so good. And there's only one, I think there's only one of the three of the brothers who's still alive. And they talk about Andy Gibb, who is very, who was not in the Bee Gees. Um, he was a lot younger than his older brothers, but uh, he had obviously had his own career. Um, but it just reminded me of even, you know, of all this great music that they created from the sixties on through and all the songs that I'd forgotten about that were just all over the place on AM radio when I was growing up, it, it was, it's very, it's worth the time. It was really, and very moving too, like just their whole story. Yeah. I got to go finish that one. First, I guess I have to figure out where it's playing, but yeah, but I, I, I caved, I caved, I subscribed to Apple music. I was like, fine. You know, it's, I think it's only like 10 bucks a month, but before that hoopla was like my jam because I can't, I can't afford to just buy albums without. Oh, well. So the Bee Gees documentary is called How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? And it is okay. on Max, HBO okay. Max. Yeah, I'll have to also be on Canopy too, just to plug that as well. Oh, that's true. The Canopy has a lot of good music documentaries. So on January 4th, which is a Tuesday at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on Zoom, we will have author, professor, and activist Doug Talamy, who, among other things, has written a great book called Nature's Best Hope. He is an uh, environmental scientist, uh, cons- uh, conservation activist. He's pretty fabulous. And I'm very excited that we have him uh, doing a talk for us in collaboration with Valley Cottage Library, the Nike Seed Exchange, and Cottage Creek Gardens. Who, uh, Cottage Creek has a store in Nyack on Main Street next to DDA. You should all check it out. It's a really beautiful uh, shop. But please register to get the Zoom link for that Tuesday, January 4th. And then also in January, we have two events with local writers on January 13th at 7. Bethany Ball will be reading from her latest novel, The Pessimists. 
And on January 19th at 7 p.m., Melanie Rock will be leading a reading workshop entitled Resistance in Our Bones. Both programs are in, the, in person at the library. Masks are required. Uh, please register ahead of time at nyaclibrary.org. Okay, so our next episode, I think this might be my favorite one that we have planned, is going to be about movies or books that have made us cry and they will make you cry too. I think sometimes, you know, you want to cry. You want to have a good cry. So you watch a certain movie or you read a certain book or you listen to a certain song. Um, we should add that too. It should be books, movies, and songs that make us cry. Uh, so that'll be our next episode that will come out in January. I love it. Love it. And you can reach us a bunch of places. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Nyack Library. Facebook.com slash Nyack Library, our website, nyacklibrary.org. Um, we're on YouTube. We have uh, our program recordings and just various. We have playlists even set up. If you want to just like for our backup program, you can check out a playlist and um, watch all the ones in that series. That's Nyack Library from Home. And then we can email us at info at nyacklibrary.org. I'm Tracy. I'm Georgia. I'm Rosemary. And we'd also like to thank Sharon Aperto for being our special guest for this episode and thank you all for listening to episode 13 of Paper Cut. <laughs>